captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of New Girl, Old Guy. I am the most anticipated guest host. <sighs> Scally from the editing room here. Uh, that was rude to all the other guest hosts, uh, past and future. Uh, not true, but uh, back to the episode. Brian Scally and I am here with the titular old guy in Akiva. Akiva, how's it going? Oh, are we going me first now? Why like not? Thing? <laughs> no, I mean we all. I can tell should. you why not. I can tell you why not. <laughs> Figured uh, Ali got top billing on the Caramoan podcast. Let's throw it over to Akiva here. Yeah, what was up with that? What was up with that? <laughs> so, all right, we'll bring her in before uh, we get too far in. Ali Lasher, neither the uh, new girl nor the old guy. How's it going? I am dead. I am unwell. That was so hilarious. And then you ruined it by introducing Akiva first. So it's been a real roller coaster. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, bound to trip up somewhere. Oh, my God. It's just so good. I'm great. I'm excited (laughs) to talk to my two guys, one old, one actual. (laughs) (laughs) That's a private joke with me and Scally that I'm now just putting on the podcast. It's fine. It's canon now. (laughs) I want to start saying private joke instead of inside joke. What do you think? Oh, I approve. A private joke. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a private joke. That feels more adult. I'm, I'm, I'm more speeding into my 30th year. Yeah, it's private. It's not inside. It's like, private. Yeah. Inside imp- like implies that you could get in on it. Like, no, this one's exactly. private. <laughs> like inside the house, there's a door. No, this no, is no. private. <laughs> That's how I like my friendship with Scally to be. Private. <laughs> Kiwi, how oh. are you, man? Um, I, I'm great. I'm excited for this. You know, I it's funny. I, I like the way we do it where it's like a guest or two and then it's just us and then a guest. Because when it's not us, uh, like when it's not us, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited for the one where it's just us. But when it's us, I'm like, ooh, that's a fun guest next week, you know? I so can't I'm, relate I'm, to that feeling I'm, at all. I'm always excited for the podcast, basically. Uh, also, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish you both a hag Pesach Sameach mm-hmm. to, to you and yours. How's your Seder? You're one Seder in Israel. How about that? How you like that Jewish tidbit, Scally? Only one in Israel. Two oh, in yeah. the rest of the world. Oh, good to know. You learn something new every week of NGOG. Um, it's an incentive and, and, to and move usually to about Israel. Judaism. <laughs> is what you learn about. Um, it was, you know, it's good. First of all, there's more pressure, right? When it's just one, you can't like, ah, oh, you know, I'm tired. I'm gonna fall asleep. The, I don't drink during the year really at all, but I I never drink wine, so I drink four cups of wine a year, and it's all at the Passover Seder. So I was I was uh, like pretty drunk by the end. I was just like yelling funny stuff at my kids. They were loving it, and then I just passed oh out. Oh my god! I've never made it till the end. I did get a uh, a, a little bit of a insider scoop from the brother of one of my other podcast co-hosts, who said that uh, his brother is also he he passes out. He makes a big big deal at the beginning of every seder, and is like the star of the show. And he's asleep on the couch like twenty minutes in. That's what that's what so that, I won't say if it's drinking, Robert Chester, but are you drinking Chevy? What are you drinking? You full um, Manischewitz over there? No, my wife pours me like the five, like very light, like five and a half percent, um, 
like it's called like buzz wine or something. I don't know. It's like as light as as possibly could be, but it still knocks me out. Allie from the editing room. I did like 30 to 45 seconds of Googling. I cannot confirm that buzz wine is a thing. I can't even find a name similar that Akiva might be thinking of. Uh, I will leave it to the Jewish dads out there to add us and let us know. Uh, what is buzz wine? <laughs> Back to the show. Because I don't drink wine. I literally, wine does not touch these lips 364 days a year. <laughs> I'm sure wine wishes it didn't touch your lips. Thirty three hundred sixty. You think wine is grossed out by me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so I that's interesting. Yeah, I gotta say, K for P wine leaves a lot to be desired, and I'm I'm pro Jewish, so you know I'm an I'm a staunch unblemished record of being pro Jewish. Uh, I K for P wine is. Where my father honestly drew the line, he obviously basically lived a Jewish life. He could not get on board with gay for wine, and I follow proudly in those footsteps. So you're drinking. Like to, not I was going to say I would like to get it out there. I'm also pro-Jewish for the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of of being pro, let's talk about banana. Uh, Scally, how are you, like, you know, we, we talked to guests, but I think not since the other Brian, Brian Cohen, have we asked for feedback. How are you enjoying or not enjoying the banana 15 minutes? I mean, you saw my reaction when you announced the death of banana. Like, it was <laughs> meme-worthy. Me. <laughs> yeah, people people uh, didn't realize. It wasn't clear. You you said yeah. banana died. You had to take it back. In a way, banana did die. Because if you're dead to me, you might as well be dead. You wish you were dead. (laughs) Kiva speaking from from experience. Yeah, no. So the great relief when I found out that Banana was, in fact, still alive. Uh, Big Banana guy. (laughs) Okay, well, I have a meaty Banana minute for you, Scally. Um, Now, Akiva did not take my feedback from last week. So I have three clips here. Three or four clips, and I have no idea which ones I'm supposed to be playing because, you know, one's a minute 40. <laughs> That's, that feels like a long time. Um, so, Akiva, you know, again, in the future, if you could send me at once from Sunday, March 24th. Okay, we've done those. So, yeah, I don't those. know. I'm going to have to edit this out, but this is what I do, Oscar. Uh, <laughs> I would be upset to miss out on any banana minutes, so I'm happy. About All right, it. we're going to play it and we'll make a decision afterwards. Okay, so here we go. Can we do a banana minute? No. Why not? Because only my friend comes. But he invited me to his bar mitzvah. He's also my friend. No, he's not your friend. Will he be friends with me if I ask nicely? No. Why? How old is banana? Um. Um. Nineteen already. Yeah. So he's like closer in age to me almost than to you. Not really, but he's like an adult like me. Interjecting to say, in your dreams, Akiva. Okay, back back to Yosef. Can we do a banana minute? Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have to edit that and start all over. It won't start from the same place. Why not? Oh, this is so annoying, Scally. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're so fine. All right, let's... I won't interject this time. I'll do it. I'll interject from the editing room. Allie from the editing room. Uh, I decided to leave this in unedited because you should see what me and the guests have to suffer through to make these banana minutes possible. All right. 
All of this is being erased. Here we go. <laughs> Allie from the editing room. None of it's being erased. Movie watching tonight. Oh my god, what is going on with WhatsApp? <laughs> That's not. I'm I'm literally hitting from Sunday, and it's playing the yesterday clip. Hmm. <sighs> okay, let's do the seventy-five dollar patrons. Here we go. One more time, and then I'm gonna break my phone. Why is it? I th- maybe just like drag that one to the end and then start again or something. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Can we do a banana minute? No. Why not? Because only my friend. But he invited me to his bar mitzvah. He's also my friend. No, he's not your friend. <laughs> Will he be friends with me if I ask nicely? No. Why? How old is banana? Um. Um, 19, Yeah. So he's like closer in age to me almost than to you. Not really, but he's like an adult like me. So he should probably be my friend. No, he's my friend. I'm telling my age. Oh, he's your age? What? Are you 19 or is he four? He's, um, uh, 64. Oh, he's 64. Okay, so he's older than my parents. He's older than Bubby and Zadie and Sab and Safta. Yeah. I just love the, oh, are you 19 or is he four? <laughs> I like the whole subplot of Akiva trying to friend jump over to Banana. <laughs> oh, that well, we have a big, we have an off, sort of an off uh, pod update on that. Oh. No, we don't. Because you didn't send me the, I've been asking you after I got this. Yeah. I said, Please ask your kids if ask him if you're friends with him. I've been asking that for weeks. I never I could never get it. I've tried to get it. I, it never landed on the show. But I, that's not the update because I I ins- will play the next one. Then I'll tell you what happened. Okay, I'm already mad. OK, here we go. Also, let's be thinking about before you're sending minute and a half clips that I'm sitting here holding them. the whole Yeah, time. well, maybe we'll only like the last three seconds here are, are going to be iconic. But everything else is uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe. I, I, if you think. I didn't isolate those three Oh, you've sent already. it to me already. My whole family's been listening <laughs> through all week. Um, he's at... He's coming... He's on his rocket ship coming to our house. Oh, again, I'll have to cut it. You have to tell me, like, what the clips are before you send them. Okay. Allie from the editing room. Where else can you get such intentional, unprofessional editing? I just wanted you to know that I heard myself give me the cue in the future from the past to edit it and i'm choosing chaos okay here we go what was the funniest part of the movie no one more no, time no you were right here i we think go. you were playing the right one no 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 i wasn't that was a yesterday one hold on here we go how long does it take banana to co- go from the moon to our house um 90 hours 90 hours that's like uh that's like four days does that sound about right? Nope. 19 days. 19 days it takes. Okay. Well, he's 19 seems to be a theme with Banana. Uh, and how does he get from the moon here usually? Um, on, um, it's called Moon Kicking Rocket. It, the, the, they, via, they fake la- lag and they fly down every, they fly everything. When you wind it, when you drive in the wind, you, it's so very cold, so you need to get, ride it with a jacket. It's easy. Oh, it's easy to ride with a jacket as it gets cold. Is there gravity on the moon? Yes, 
gravity? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. No, there's not. There's not, right? Uh, and then my other my other banana question is, um, when is his bar mitzvah? Um, tomorrow. So, but he said he lent us his moon bicycle to go. Are we going? I'm only going. He invited me and you. We're both going. No. I already bought him a present. What is it? No, it's didn't. a Nerf gun. No, you didn't. I bought him a Nerf gun. No, it's not a Nerf gun either. Well, that's, I think, uh, that's from Manscaped. That's a, that's a different ad, not for this podcast. We have to bleep that. Um, well, 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 well. <laughs> well, 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 well. Um, and the, a lot the po- to unpack there. Yeah, the postscript was, um, I, I asked them again, well, at, after the Passover Seder, uh, it, like, if I could come to when the When you were mitzvah. drunk. Yeah. You asked him drunk. And he walked over and he bit my nose. Straight. <laughs> Chomped down on my nose. Never happened before. Four children, 16 years. So I think. Well, 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 well. Yeah. <laughs> Scally, uh, thoughts, feelings, mostly concerns. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's lived up to the expectation. I love that Banana could watch the full series of New Girl, it sounds like, multiple times on the way to the house. So that's good. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> I feel like uh, I am also looking for an invitation to Banana's birthday. So if you could just uh, throw that one out there. But, um, you birthday. know. <laughs> I thought you were pro-Jewish. It's a bar mitzvah, Scally. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not keeping track of his age, as it seems very difficult. <laughs> what I love about this is that he says, when you wind it, you fly into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. I, and fair enough, because there was a lot of hubbub about being invited to Noam's birthday. So I feel like the, it could easily be confused there. Um, but I was demanding answers to, I want to keep it to be like, but am I your friend? Because I feel like I know we're answering next again. week we'll get and the you, answer to that question How about well that? do you you gave it in right you submitted an answer in writing but listen the canon changes every day in in this universe so, so I will, at I will, I will get 5 53 p.m when akiva messages to me he said yes yo tape said quote i'm only friends with banana not you and i said that's the money clip we need that could not get the clip <laughs> so we we shall see i mean Bananas is a hot mess, so he belongs on this podcast. Uh, Scally, we also have some additional old business before we actually get to the episode we're here to talk about. Before we ask you why you wanted to talk about this episode, um, Matt Stewart wants to know, based on last week, does Scally have a messy room? Oh, yeah. I like to say that I am messy, not dirty. (laughs) Like, there's going to be clothes around, but I'm not leaving, like, food. So, yeah, it's going to be messy. Do you know the number of powerful women who slid into my DMs coming forward as fellow slobs? <laughs> this, two. This is shocking. The answer is two two women. Sh- shocking. I'm shocked. And then you the, love to see it. Emphasis on it your DMs. Close. I do not know who they are. I will never know. I it, it but it's uh it, it's shocking. I thought you were like a slob to yourself, basically. I thought you were on a slob island. And apparently a lot of people are slobs. <laughs> So I know I said slob, but I don't really love the word. It's a little pejorative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you said you like pig better. You told me beforehand. <laughs> I would never, oh, no. ever give you that permission. Yeah, those come. Are with you baggage. gonna ask me to cut that when when you ask me to cut that after the episode? I'm, I'm not asking no. you to cut it. It's a joke. 
<laughs> you've asked I me to cut several jokes. I know. I also don't know who I'm making fun of. So it's, it, you know, it's different. Me? Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Scally, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you are someone who shows a lot of your surroundings on Zoom, right? That's how you know a mess. If someone's giving you a tight shot and that's all you can see every single time. But Scally's in a different room or he's like on his full bed there. You know, you, you <laughs> see a lot of his background in the Zoom. Yeah, no, I'm one to lay down on a Zoom. Like, you're going to get me at my worst. It's fine. Like, I mean, you're going to maybe get, like, a f empty gallon of water behind me or two. Like, that might happen. And so I would say that is mostly attributed to I keep my upstate living quarters a little more neat than the home. But, yeah, I, I, there might be stuff on the floor more so than in the background. <laughs> Okay, so like Scally's second home neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, first home slot. He's, he's flexing as hard as anybody else ever did. He's saying, Oh my God. It's one home neat, one home messy. <laughs> second home neat is an iconic thing that we're going to start now. I mean, I can't relate to it. I don't have a second home, but it's aspirational. Uh, you could very easily have a second home here. I can, I'll can. i send you the listing. You don't know my finances. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, they're negative. So. I'll, I'll also say, uh, I don't think she could have a neat second home, it sounds like. I think they'd both be no, but there's, from what we hear. There is something aspirational about, like I have a family friend who's like the parents like bought a beach house, and when they moved to, into it, they were like, she was like, I am not bringing one ounce of clutter. Like I am starting literally from square one, and nothing that doesn't absolutely have to be in this house is going to be there. So, like, she has not removed all opportunity for mess. So that's second home neat. Yeah. SHN. Like that's the thing. You can keep all the mess at home. Like, it's right out of frame. If I were to accidentally knock my computer a couple inches, you're getting, like, a pile of sweatshirts. So it's definitely there. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about this episode, season two, episode five of New Girl Called Models, uh, directed by Eric Appel, write, written by Elizabeth Merriweather and others. It originally aired on October 23rd, 2012. Scally, why are you here? So I am a massive overthinker when I got the invitation to guest. Very excited, could not let it down. Had to put Another a lot of thought flex. into this. Another flex. <laughs> if you're keeping track at home, that's like a fourth flex from Scally. You know. Uh, so I uh, went through, was like, all right, let me look at the best episodes. I haven't watched this in a, while, a little while. And then ultimately, none of them jumped out at me, picked based off of description. And this was the first episode I watched based off of description and immediately was like, yep, this is my episode. I, I like the storylines. I, I think it's a pretty solid uh, early season episode. And so I was excited to jump in here. Kiwi, speaking of the description of the episode, mm -hmm. let's wet our whistles with um, a, a, a segment that will have to be renamed. Oh, no. I, I do think I nailed <laughs> I do think I nailed Kiwi's Digest last week, right? Did I? Am I Do you want to explain why it has to be renamed? Uh, we don't you have to get into it. Yourself. It's like a rerun. It's like a rerun <laughs> from previous episodes. Does Scally know why it has I don't to be think renamed? He, I don't think so. He might be able to intuit it, but I don't think like it's well, on I'm the asking. streets. Oh, has it not aired yet? It is, but I, but I told them myself stupidly. Not one person was ever going to say anything about it. Well, I'm no, dummy. somewhere Justin Ramsey was like, I knew this would happen. He's not a snitch, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I may or may not know, but wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
people need to start getting loyal and, and starting <laughs> to with me Diva, to me <laughs> to you. Oh, okay. If, Scal if Scally's going to choose loyalties right now, if we're going to put him on the spot, I think he knows there's more at stake. There's almost nothing at stake with either one of us, but there's certainly more at stake with not being loyal to me than to Akiva. Uh, I'm going banana here. Sorry. I will. I'll say this. <laughs> we did. I'll never talk to you again based on that joke. We will <laughs> She's not joking. She um, I, 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 he knows I'm not joking. We did have an early bit where we'd ask every guest who they liked more, right? But we never really stuck to it. Also, it would be a shutout right now. So we didn't have no. We did not have that bit. You, I think, said it once, and yeah. I said that feels like much more honest. It's. I think I maybe said it was like more of a rap thing. And you're like, no, we literally do it on 32 fans. Is that the conversation that happened? Oh, okay, fine. And yeah, and but now, now in, I'm in yeah, that. You're in that on 32 fans. That's true. I need to stop yelling. I'm just like I'm upset. All right, give us the digest. Um. Yes. Yeah, so it is Cece's birthday. Almost the Cece-centric episode. Cece's birthday and Jess and her, you know, have uh, some adventures that we'll get into. Meanwhile, the subplot is uh, Nick wants a turtle and uh, Nick and Schmidt are giving each other cookies. Winston is almost nowhere to be seen. Uh, that's about it. We get some Nadia in this episode. Uh, it's a fun episode, but there's not, you know, other than the part of the birthday party thing, there's not a ton of plot. Okay, great. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. um, you can see why Scally was itching, clamoring to get onto this episode. Honestly, I love this episode. I thought it was like a breath of fresh air. It's so much to write down. And we were really low last week, but we got some pushback in the NGOG chat that like some people like it, which begs the question, Akiva, are we too old to appreciate an episode like last week's episode? No, it's them that's <laughs> wrong. It's the youth that's wrong. We're right. <laughs> oh, so we're not youth. Well, you're youth for two more weeks. I'm not youth. <laughs> Scally's perpetual like to clarify. youth. Yeah, I am youth confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Akiva, do you know Scally's? Um, I would almost say call it Scally theory. Scally is like thoughts and feelings on his aging. No, I'd like to hear them though. I just don't. You don't age. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> um, I have chosen to stop, and I thank everyone for respecting my decision. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. why would you choose to, especially in quarantine? No. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know how old Scally is. Uh, and, I, I, you know, you're, to me, you're ageless. Yeah, I believe any number you told me. <laughs> Five. <laughs> yep. Six, 1964. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, the best part of that, too, is when... Uh, you say he says ninety or ninety hours, and you translate that today's, and he firmly was like, "Nope, <laughs> like is that right? <laughs> nope, nope, did not do the math correctly. Sorry." <laughs> so the ageless and the eternal Scally um, probably won't be able to answer this. Although I am curious, like how do birthdays fit in to being ageless? Are they not observed, or it's like you observe but nothing happens as a result? So this works out pretty well, considering. Uh, my birthday is on New Year's Day, and mm. so that was very fun for high school and college and shortly thereafter. But now I am somewhat of a uh, – I have a lot of, like, one or two friends and different friend groups. Or then, like, you know, I'll have, like, a one friend group here, one friend group there. And so then when you try to say, like, oh, let's do something for my birthday, like, oh, actually, this group has this plans, this group has this plan. So I have gotten very much into uh, everyone's going to be hungover. We'll all see each other later. We don't really need to celebrate. I'm not going to force anybody's hand. So uh, I'll do family stuff for the birthday. But otherwise, publicly, there's no birthday. It's not aging. 
Okay, so we should not wish you a happy birthday. I mean, that is your own personal choice, uh, but uh, may or may not be acknowledged. <laughs> because I've made the mistake before to say something that inadvertently applies that you might be aging, and it's you are quick on the draw. You're like, that, that wouldn't apply. Like, very yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was still born on that day. It doesn't mean I am aging. <laughs> okay, so we will obviously add that lens to our view of this episode. But it's Cece's birthday, and their tradition, Jess and Cece's tradition, is that they eat cake, they watch Clueless, and they make prom dresses out of towels. Uh, Matt Stewart wants to know, I guess Scally walked us through, Akiva, do you have any birthday traditions? Really none. I mean, my wife usually bakes me a pie, but other than that, no. I have no, no birthday traditions. Do you? Wow, just a couple of fun guys on this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a like, grown man of birthday traditions. No. I love birthdays. I obviously age. I do age, but I age extremely gracefully. As I've said on this podcast before, I made a promise to myself to never be a person who's like, oh, I'm 30. Like, I'll be at 25 plus five is my... No. (laughs) I am running into 30. I am breaking down the doors like the Kool-Aid man. I am busting through the brick wall that is 30. I'm already 30 because I round up, but like, whatever. Um, Very hard in quarantine because i have been promising maybe i already said on the podcast like i've been promising for years how spectacular my 30th birthday will be and now because it's becoming apparent that i won't be able to do what i wanted to do i basically my response has been i will do nothing and i will revisit it at 31 as my 31st birthday i'm not gonna say i'm not aging for the year and a couple people are like oh we should do this we should do this and i'm like why if i can't do what i want to do i'll do nothing but we'll see how uh, dramatic I stay in the next two weeks. But I honestly, I was watching this and I was like, this looks like an all timer, especially the way they end it, like eating cake, watching Paul Rudd. Uh, that looks pretty good to me. So we'll see yeah. if maybe that will become a ripped off tradition. Wishing you had a stepbrother to fall in love with. That was so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I'm very sensitive to incest. Like, I really I... just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And she, I feel yeah, like she's it's one like of those few trope. people that's against incest. <laughs> You can score out there. What a quirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you saying, Scally, about I feel like it's a trope brothers? in like mo- like many pieces of media <laughs> where like there might be more instances in movies where that this happens than in real life. Well, I, I can see it as in like you, Missy and I talk about this all the time that like there is a world where it's just like so much easier to like fall in love or date someone in a school setting, I mean, not to be rude to anyone I might have dated in law school, but like law school goggles is an expression. Like if you're just around someone every day, it's like much easier to like that person. So I can theoretically understand why that would be used a lot, but emotionally, mentally, physically, it disgusts me. (laughs) Even though it's not blood, I understand. I just, you know. It, 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 I've complicated feelings about Clueless no, as a no. result. This, these are the correct feelings. You don't have to <laughs> wrestle with them. <laughs> you sound I'm very conflicted. I'm conflicted because it makes sense in theory, right? Like, it's like I understand why, like, the best friend in a movie, because, like, you know, obviously can't wait mm. to watch 13 going on 30 on my birthday. I will be doing that with my guy, my true guy, wow. Rafala. Um,. <laughs> And, like, that makes sense to me. It's just, like, the guy that's around becomes the guy in a movie. So that's – I'm just saying, like, I understand the use of the trope. 
But other than that, that's as generous I can be. <laughs> as generous as I can be. That's Kiwi, fair. have you seen Clueless? Of course. Oh, yeah. It was my sister's favorite movie. Of uh, course. You have so many gaps. Like, of, co- like, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it was my sister's favorite movie growing up. So, yeah, I've seen it many, many times. Okay. Uh, Producer Kelly says, it's more general, but it starts with Paul Rudd. Agree or disagree? We always note how, quote, of a time things in New Girl are. But the Paul Rudd, Jay Cutler, and Serena Williams lines in the episode are just as relevant, if not 100% funnier, than when the episode aired. I mean, Paul Rudd is somehow more relevant, right? Serena, uh, very unlikely, but but it's happened, is is still very relevant. Although I, I think she's just about, this could be her last year. Um and uh who's and and Jay Cutler is not relevant at all like he's not in the NFL anymore even though most of his peers are um but he's like sort of in the news uh but it that um, he's holds up much extremely much more relevant now to interrupt you yes yeah. mm-hmm. he is but he's not in the NFL and it was now. it was a football reference and he's not in the NFL anymore I understand but Scally <laughs> Yeah, if it. I know who he is now, <laughs> yes, he's very relevant. And I do understand uh, some views that may not be super popular right now, <laughs> I believe. But also, I mean, the su- the Southern Charm, Madison, J-Lo, A-Rod of it all. I mean, he's mm. there. The Kristen Cavallari, it's, it's all. He's the most relevant he's ever been <laughs> with his canceled <laughs> TV show. <laughs> All right, what a fun time we're having. Okay, let's. <laughs> so, so Jess is let down because Cece wants to go out with the models. Uh, Producer Kelly says, "Does the premise of this episode cue fall apart because it relies on this idea that Zoe Deschanel isn't absolutely gorgeous?" It's so I don't. I, I wasn't buying that. We talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the series, like that. We Kelly pretend, also said you two have said something similar. In other we episodes. pretend like we pretend on the show that that like the first thing that anyone wouldn't talk about uh, about Jess is how attractive she is. Where I think in the world like that would come up like every every room she walked into. Um, I think that. Um, I don't think that's what they're doing this episode. Like, I don't think she's like, oh, she's ugly. Like, they're almost like making her look worse by, you know, or or at least look different with the eye makeup and whatever. She, it's just that she's not as, like, sophisticated as Cece and she can't handle doing things like walking in high heels. Like, I don't think, like, oh, this dog is, is doing a commercial. Like, I think she's also beautiful or else they would have said no, right? It's not like that. The agent like believes that she's a model right away. So I think she's the bit is not that she's not attractive. I mean, the agent says, I know you're lying, but it's fine. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I also don't I don't know what I said when we first talked about this, but I don't think it's like not known that Jess is gorgeous. Like, first of all, she's got three attractive male roommates who like probably and do, as we see, date attractive women all the time. So it's not like three dweebs who are like, oh, my God, Jess is so beautiful. But like they all talk about like wanting to be around Cece and Jess and like that. I feel like Schmidt tried to hook up with her. Like, I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's not acknowledged in the show that Jess is gorgeous. Also, she gets hit on all the time. She, like, picks up guys randomly. Sam comes up to her, right? Like, Bearclaw and the delivery guy both want her, like, both want to date her. Like, it's not like she's living this, like, I pale in comparison to my hot friend Cece. Like, I know that's sort of punched up because Cece is a model. But she, and the club joke, whatever, but, like, 
I don't think she they're trying to make it like she lives an ugly person's existence. Not that any of the three of us would really know what that's like. No, obviously not. But uh, I would say it's much more a comment on, I guess, probably both their differing personality types and just like the world that they live in, where they highlight like Jess is a teacher, Cece is a model who seems fairly successful. So uh, I think it is much more a comment about that than anything about Jess's looks. Also, I think Jess honestly comes away looking like a jerk really the whole time. At least that's my mm-hmm. impression. Like she's so judgmental about going out with these women. And yeah, they do a flashback to her having a conversation with a model who's like, the table's also flat. But Jess kind of, I think, looks like a jerk more than anybody's like, oh, Jess doesn't fit in. Jess is saying you don't fit in CC with me. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of like, anyone. yeah, no, for sure. It's a lot of like why... <laughs> Why am I here? You know, like, I, like I wouldn't be friends with you. It's, it's. It, I mean, we've all had this with friends, uh, and I, this is like a theme of the episode a little bit. Uh, even though she ultimately like loves Cece, is like we've all like sold low or I guess sold high on friends, and then seen them later is like, why did I ever hang out with that person? They're like completely out of control, or they're not funny. I thought they were funny, but they're only funny when we were in eighth grade. Um. And I, it, Jess has a little bit of that. It's like, why am I here? Like, I'm better than you people almost, which is kind of crazy. Jess is right now unemployed. She's pretty down on herself. But I, I think there is, like, a little bit of, like, looking down on on, uh, on the models. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not even, like, Jess thinks that she's necessarily too good for Cece, but, like, that Cece is too good for her yes. friends. Yeah, that's true. And stuff like that. Um, I mean, mixing friend groups is always hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may preface it you know that like there are some friends that you can introduce to anybody and like they'll fit in whether it's a group or one-on-one and then there are some that it's like oh thank you you'll you'll come around (laughs) so uh, i think that uh, jess is maybe falling into the category of uh, you don't introduce her so quickly uh, because she's not like acclimating as well to this group i have to give a shout out and i don't know if this will mean anything to either of you but Jess's outfit is such an iconic early 2010s like see she hits all of the trends of like the see-through lace shirt the tight like bandage skirt and the like accent color heel with that like cobalt (laughs) blue it's just like tens across the board for the 2010s I definitely recognize it (laughs) I was gonna say I'm sure that was like huge at YU Akiva yeah I don't even know you're talking about (laughs) <laughs> Scally gets it. Yeah, I've seen a lot here. of this outfit. <laughs> I love them. Did you put shoe polish on your eyes? Like that's makeup. I would take that off. It looks crazy. Like it's such a sitcommy bullshit like guy thing to be like, why do you have that makeup on? You look better. It, like wipes off. But this, it landed with me. Nick saying it, it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. I definitely laughed at it. It's like he's lived with uh, over a full season with Jess now, but still doesn't know what eyeshadow is somehow. <laughs> and they share a bathroom. <laughs> is it strange, Scally, that Schmidt isn't begging to come to this birthday party? That is actually a very good point and a major plot hole. More than uh, <laughs> Jess's yeah, looks just or ru- anything You just else. ruined the episode, Allie. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> like, Schmidt would have been there so fast. Like, it, unless it was like Operation DTS, like a Don't Tell Schmidt party, which is very possible. And, like, he does have the history with Nadia uh, and Cece. Like, so, but, yeah, that's a good point. Schmidt would have been there twice. I mean, maybe because they have that weird breakup, like they just had that sort of like closure conversation and the danger party was such a failure that may, but like 
he's it's not even getting a rise out of him pun intended like he's like you look great have a good time just like not at all what he would be doing yeah he would be going almost like making her jealous or something like that's the schmidt that we know (laughs) um scally eileen ulick says what commercial mascot does akiva look most like oh i have absolutely no idea <laughs> um, akiva akiva where you keep your cracker <laughs> your matzah could be like a passover special mm-hmm. um i i don't know uh like you can answer whatever you want i won't be offended but i also like i i, I think there's no cereal that would still be in existence if their mascot looked like me <laughs> i think the answer is the guy who's taking down cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> <laughs> you good. look like a guy on Twitter who could like ruin a brand's how, reputation. Imagine how bad, how mad I'd be if I found shrimp in my cereal, though. Like a whole, my whole life's work, I feel like, is like almost wasted. Like, don't eat shrimp my whole <laughs> life, and then there it is in cinnamon toast crunch. Keeping kosher is your life's work. Not really, but but I feel like <laughs> not eating shrimp has been like, uh, uh, no, but this podcast, this podcast is my life's work. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you definitely act like that. No, but keeping... That's not your sin, then. Maybe you're out of it. She's very into sinning. Almost every Jewish conversation we've had with Allie recently is... I'm very into, I'm very into the not my sin of it all. It's mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't have put shrimp tails. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have let your alleged vermin put shrimp tails in my alleged cereal. It's true. Uh, but, so that, but you'd feel bad about it. Like I would feel last, gross. Really I wouldn't feel hole. I wouldn't feel bad. I would feel gross. I would, I would feel like... But everyone would feel gross. Of course, of course, of course. I think that's the plot hole in the Seinfeld episode, um, the uh, the beach one where he puts lo- George puts revenge lobster in her eggs and the woman keeps kosher, but like she freaks out about that. But like, not your sin. I still feel like it's uh, pretty reasonable <laughs> to freak out about. <laughs> yeah, you'd be I'd be furious with the person, but like you know, you're not getting smote. You're good. Got <laughs> that? Put that on a tote bag. You're not getting smote. You're good. <laughs> okay, Av Sinensky, uh, Av from the editing room says, would Banana be friends with the monkey from the Russian cracker ad, or is he afraid of being eaten? As far as we know, this monkey only eats crackers. Which brings me to my real question, should the first item of NGOG merch be monkey just holding Banana with pads and all? Now, I just want to clarify, it's been confusing for me too. Uh, Scally, what do you understand Banana's form to be? Mm-hmm. See, so I feel like I have been educated to that he is not a literal banana with a face. Um, But in my mind, he still is. It's also a lot easier to represent in a meme or on merch. So I feel like I would buy that shirt so quick. I think we should sell banana merch. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you have one right. player. Two. Well, you definitely get stuff for your kids. Then we'd have to get like little sizes. That seems like it would be stressful. Mm-hmm. No, my it's my available. kids wouldn't wear banana merch. They're too cool for that. My my other kids are like they're anti-banana mostly. What do you they're, mean? They're oh, jealous I, of uh... banana. Like you know, Noam always trying to tell Yosef that banana is not real. Um, Yosef would wear banana stuff, but he I think he'd get mad if we wore like if you try and shoehorn banana, like he gets mad. I don't think he'd like it. How does he respond when um, Noam kills Christmas like that? 
He just gets mad, probably punches him, bites him in the nose. I don't know. <laughs> You're not real. <laughs> All right. So just pops. I, I, there is a goof that I noticed that was also on IMDb where um, ne- uh, the the man that CeCe's talking to behind Jess changes. Oh, I did not pick up on that. That's really She's- funny, though. I always like stuff like that. She's wa- talking to a white guy directly behind Jess, and then she's talking to a black guy, like, to Jess's left. Like, not, no longer directly mm. behind her. Maybe uh, she which maybe around. she's talking to multiple guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CeCe's popular. <laughs> um, but, all right, so she explodes, basically. She's like, uh, modeling has made CeCe dumber. Cece, of course, overhears just that part. Uh, Chloe G says, is it unrealistic that this fight between Cece and Jess is happening this late in their lives? Cece has been a model long enough that surely it hasn't taken until this point to come up between them. I feel like this doesn't have to be the first time this fight happens. Definitely could have happened at another point. But yeah, I guess uh, assuming this was the first time, it probably would have been surprising. Keeve? Is this their first fight? I, I think the implication is that, like, this is the first time Jess has said something disrespectful about her job. I Probably, yeah. I think it's like she didn't have, you know, I don't know how much she's had interaction. Like, one of the things about CeCe's job, like, we don't know exactly how successful she is. Like, the, the gig she's going to is not a big deal. Like, I thought it was a car commercial, but really it's just like a, a showcase for this new Ford car. Um, I, it's not like a so high Kiva's end model. Being gig. Disrespectful I'm not being, about a, her but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how like long she's been a big time model. Um, that like maybe it's just coming up now that she's experiencing more success and she lives with the models. Who knows, like, how, that, how long that's been going on? So I'm going to say yes. This is like their first real big fight about this. I mean, it, it, to me, it's not unrealistic. I agree. I don't think it's unrealistic because I think it's also in the context of just not having a job right now. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of this is like her projected insecurities and it seems like she doesn't really go out with her model friends ever. So this is like probably the first time in a while that she's like around them. And like Scally says, like it's more her frustration that CeCe's better than this than like looking down on CeCe. I did love the joke of like you embarrass me in front of my colleagues. She's like, you don't work for the UN. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the boob slap fight, though, to me, does not really ring true. Matt Stewart says, is the boob slapping fight a sign that this writer's room is too male? Or that, is that a real thing? Akiva, is that a real thing? <laughs> I, I like, let's go to me. Let's go to me. Keep <laughs> gained a lot of weight in quarantine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I have no idea. I, I mean, yeah, who, I mean, who I wrote this episode? Women, a a but... fellow uh, or a lady? Well, Meriwether's first build writer. but Okay, fine. No, on this episode, she wrote, she wrote, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were listening in the beginning. No, I mean, look, I, I think it's like a funny callback to like the last, like they have mm-hmm. this cute, I like how long they've been friends and that they utilize that. And they say like, oh, when you walked out of my seventh grade sleepover because I hit your, bo- like accidentally hit my boob, your boob. And like, that's like a funny thing that maybe you'd be embarrassed about in seventh grade. Like that rang true. It's like you stuff. You've seen my grandmother. Like I've been like this in some seven. That was a funny exchange. The boob slapping fight outside the club was like, I don't think that would escalate to, like, that would be their real, a serious fight. No. It's by, like, even with the context, it's out of place. Yeah, and they're, like, laying serious <laughs> hands on each other. They would have both been kicked out of this club, probably. Well, they were outside. Oh, right, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, let's transition to check on our guys back at the loft. 
Um, the the sort of we're gonna talk about the main story between Schmidt and Nick, and then sort of a side piece of like Winston mediating from his own experience with Nick. But throughout, there's this entire subplot that Nick wants to get a turtle. <laughs> you pro turtle, Akiva? No, I I think that's one of the worst pets you could get. It's not fun. It doesn't do any tricks. Like, no, I'm very anti-turtle. I used to be a big turtle person as a kid. Like, I never wanted one, but I would say a turtle was my favorite animal. I don't know why. It's my sister's favorite animal, and she has seriously looked into getting one. But, like, they're almost all of them are going to, like, outlive you. Yeah. You are really putting a responsibility on somebody. And Scally's saying famously (laughs) the best part of a pet is that it dies way before you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that's a question. Considering that Scally doesn't age, a turtle might be the perfect pet for you. That is true. All right. I'll reconsider. I just do love the. the like all of the lines nick has around the turtle while it's all stupid kill me like him watching the nature channel being like incredible and then saying like do you think (laughs) jess would get mad if i got a turtle and named it jess even though i had the name picked out before (laughs) it's definitely a move but (laughs) i i I just can't get over how much of a responsibility a turtle would be for nick (laughs) like does not seem to be signing up for a 30-year contract it's minimum. not a thinking man's best friend because a thinking man <laughs> wouldn't get a turtle, is what That's you're fair. saying. All right. Well, uh, you know, Scally and I have seen this before. Akiva with fresh eyes. What was your feeling on this like whole cookie plot? Because I don't know if you know Akiva, but this is like a pretty iconic storyline in New Girl lore. Oh, I, I had no, I wouldn't the have give guessed. Give you cookie, got you cookie. Yeah, give, I, you, give you cookie, got me cookie, whatever it is. My kids were like in the background; they weren't watching the episode, but they laughed a lot at that. Um, it's very funny. I like in terms of a plot, like it's it didn't do anything for me, but the actual like lines were very funny. I agree. This episode in general was like a little bit of a change of pace. Like we went to a few different, like even the the set piece at the uh, auto dealership thing is like much more slapsticky than almost anything we've seen on the show so far. So, like, they, they're venturing out and about, uh, and I, it did work for me. Like, especially after last week's episode that we didn't like, I did like it. Like, it, the, the plot doesn't move anywhere forward, obviously, that storyline. And Winston almost has nothing to do, but I like, I, I love the cookie fight. Scally, if you're ever thinking about me at a grocery store or a bakery, and you bring me a Linzer tart, I'll probably never speak to you again. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, bad choice. I, I was surprised that Nick was even excited about it, to be honest. Can we do a quick cookie ranking? Can we do do like, all right, let's, what are the chocolate chip, Linzer Mm -hmm. tart, we'll throw in black and white for later, uh, peanut butter, and like a, like a white chocolate macadamia moment. Is that pretty comprehensive? What's your top? Some of my faves, but. Well, let's throw it, throw another one in. I mean, they're not super common, but the second best cookie is a molasses cookie. Mm. Why do very, I have very a good. distinct memory of Colin Stone saying something like that? Has he talked about uh, he, this somewhere? He has talked about this, and it's what turned me on to molasses cookies. Molasses was I able to access that? Wait, hold on, Akiva. I yep. need yeah. to like really look into this. That is mm-hmm. so funny. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes, Why no, that he... is what turned me on to them. That must have been like five or six years ago <laughs> that I'm pulling At that least. out. 
<laughs> it was like before I knew Colin. <laughs> okay, someone cut this and sent it to him. All right. Um, Akiva. Well, what's the first best cookie then? It's chocolate chip. There's no question. Akiva, you have strong cookie feels? Uh, yeah, I'm a chocolate chip cookie guy for sure. I know it's the board right, choice. So then we don't need choice. to rank it. That's number yeah, one. Yeah, Linzer, but Lin, the, you're correct. The point is Linzer Tart is, is near the very bottom. Allie from the editing room. It's extremely generous that Akiva thought I had a point. Nobody's ever like, people don't even buy yeah. Linzer Tarts. It's just like that it's, comes with like a platter. Yeah. If they brought a platter of just Linzer Tarts, I'm not having any cookies. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far, but, but uh, yeah, especially on Passover when I would eat almost anything right now. <laughs> my my Gentile grandfather loved Linzer charts. They were his favorite. Um, luckily, I did not inherit that poor taste. Uh, no, speaking, of, it is very funny how dramatic Jews are on Passover. Like I passed, I went to the grocery store yesterday and passed somebody eating like a dollar slice on a paper plate, and was like, "How dare that person eat pizza in front of me in the streets?" Like it's been twenty four hours since I've been able to have pizza, and I'm like, "That's a personal attack on Jewish people here and everywhere." Mm-hmm. What do you think about matzah pizza, though? <laughs> matzah pizza, fine. You know what I learned? Whole wheat matzah is just as bad as regular matzah, meaning like you might as well have it. It's not that much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just like had the it taste of whole wheat products better, though, even if they're just as bad. I don't like whole wheat bagels. Oh, I love a whole wheat bagel. Get whole out. Whole wheat bagel, whole wheat pizza, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> um, we have to talk about this. The big fight between Schmidt, Schmidt and Nick is that Schmidt thinks about Nick. Probably not even just like I think about you, but like I was thinking of you, so I did this nice thing for you. He considers him, and Nick's like, "Of course, I don't think about you." Matt Stewart wants to know, Akiva, do you think about your friends when you aren't with them? Um, you think about Rob like fifty hours of a twenty-four wh- hour. Why day. do you think I think about Rob at all? <laughs> what does that even mean, Chester? Chester, right you know now, what I'm talking about. right now, Chester just messaged me. I hate you so bleeping much. So I don't think I think about him that much. Um, the, <laughs> you thought about sending a Gentile over to do something for his I really sports should've. thing. I really should have. He's sending expletives I didn't even know existed right now. Why isn't he doing it in the group chat? I love when he gets on you. Um. <laughs> yeah. The what's it called? Um. He, he, no, yeah, do I, th- I mean, yeah, sure. I think about friends, I guess. I don't know. That's a weird question. <laughs> Scally, do you think about your friends when you're not with them? Yeah, I feel like I've been on both sides of this argument where, like, I'm not necessarily a gift giver necessarily, but, like, I feel like I go pretty far out of my way for my friends and then uh, have grown to not get my feelings hurt when it is not returned, but used to be the Schmidt in this scenario occasionally. Yeah, I mean... I'm too busy thinking about myself to possibly think about my friends. <laughs> no, of course, of course I do. I, yeah, no, I'm a big like thought of you got this in the moment. I gifts is my love language, and you know, I, I wouldn't be like Schmidt here, but this would not be an uncommon thing. Like, oh, I'm at the grocery store and I brought my roommate something. Yeah, oh my god, I'm, I'm big, getting. Like... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm a big, like, Sylvaneers guy. Like, oh, I got you this, like, random thing. And they probably throw it away. But, like, I feel obligated. <laughs> I just built a bookshelf. And I meant to say, I always like to do Ooh. my home builds on NGOG days so I could brag about it. And, Scally, I would like to nothing more 
than to put a snow globe from your second neat home on my bookshelf. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I, I don't know how much the area is going to have snow globes, but we'll <laughs> take a look around. <laughs> uh, a, a, a commemorative keychain? License yeah, plate maybe, with my name on it. <laughs> maybe like a grocery store T-shirt or something. We can a find. Tote. <laughs> a tote. <laughs> a tote can work. I'll put the tote on my bookshelf. Keep you impressed? I put together a bookshelf. That was pretty hard labor. Um. Yeah. No, I am very impressed that you put together a bookshelf. Do you guys? You're both survivor. You have various survivor expertise. A lot of people I know are getting into survivor over quarantine for the first time. And it's so funny getting these, what I'll say, Survivor Junior or Baby Survivor viewer takes. Have you experienced this? I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like, fun. new fan. <laughs> I get a text from uh, future NGOG guest Mike. I just started season 28 and LOL David Sampson is on. What a jamoke. And Cliff Robinson. I did not expect to know who two contestants are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know. I know those two guys are on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. Like getting like my even my siblings have gotten like a little bit into it over quarantine. My brother's getting into the genius all of a sudden. So, yeah, it's been definitely fun. I have people like send me their Love Island takes as they're watching for the first time. Uh, well, I like do that the, to uh, you. Yeah, I mean, please do. <laughs> I would be offended if you didn't. I'm going to give Mike your number. It'll bypass me. No, I like it too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, back to the show. Sorry for the digression. I feel like I'm just chatting with Scally and Nikima, so I forget we have like business to attend to here. Oh, I intended to look up to see if these turtle, uh, I almost said geniuses, like ge species are real. The nearsighted loner and the Easter box turtle, but I, Eastern box turtle, but I didn't do the research, people. It's not like Mitt Romney's grandchildren. Allie from the editing room. Um, I Googled. Uh, nearsighted loner, which nothing will make you feel more dumb in your life than Googling nearsighted loner, which is clearly just a funny joke and not an actual um, type of turtle. I, it's one of the greatest mysteries of our time because a, a certain turtle came up, but there was nothing in the Wikipedia to explain why nearsighted loner was triggering that turtle specifically to come up. Um, and Eastern box turtle is a real turtle. And then there was one person who tweeted that there is a, a turtle called the nor, uh, nearsighted loner. Unclear if that person was just like watching new girl and believed it. If there are any turtle people out there, maybe Scally sister, feel free to add us. <laughs> All right, whatever. So Nick and Winston kind of saved the day here, right? Like Winston intervenes. And we get a flashback to Nick being as sort of like emotionally stunted as a child. Chloe G says, Scally, this episode uses a huge amount of flashbacks. Do you think these pay off as a storytelling technique? Um, I think they like f mostly are there for funny little quips, like seeing CC quote unquote get discovered at like a mall modeling stand was pretty funny. Uh, I don't think that they advanced the plot too much, though, by any means. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do, on the, like, eighth watch, read in a little bit more to that particular flashback where it's, like, Jess then takes off her glasses and is, like, I'm available. And the models, the modeling agent's, like, mm. And then it's, like, okay, well, does Jess actually have some sort of jealousy that Cece was discovered? And, you know, she should have been above doing that, even though if Jess were discovered, she would have been happy to do that. But 
I think you're right that it is just for fun, and I've watched this too many times. <laughs> uh, those mall model. I remember like my friend like walking back and forth over and over. Like, are they gonna ask me? <laughs> like, they'll ask anybody as long as they're not talking to someone already when you walk by. Just time it like that, buddy. <laughs> um, Akiva, can you stop fighting with Alex on WhatsApp and rejoin the conversation? Please? Sure. Although Alex did say you have to stop NGOG right now, but I, I will not. I will not listen to him. <laughs> So mad. Oh my god. My last message was you just cost yourself so many thousands of dollars. So I feel great about myself <laughs> right now. I wanna ask you, dude, but I know it's about some dumb it's sports, bracket. It's sports. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, I mean I'm very familiar with what's going on in sports. No, I'm I know I, I'm not, I'm not like fans. I'm not I'm not like gatekeeping sports, but it, it's like it won't be interesting to it's, it'll be old news and not interesting to the listeners. And, and we should discuss that I was at one point in first place. In the mm-hmm. 157 man tournament, yeah, yeah. 157 Ooh. men, one woman, and you were in first for pretty deep into it, honestly. And you're still near the leaderboard. I think you got a puncher's chance. Michigan still. winning. If Michigan loses, then I'm back in. But like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't come for me, Michigan fans. I don't care. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get back. Um, let's just uh, we get the Nick and Schmidt origin story, right? Because Nick has this conversation with Jess, which is just like. He loves me too much, you know, like, I'm not worth it, whatever. Uh, Akiva, uh, I think Matt Stewart wants to know what you thought of their origin story here. Um, whose origin story? Nick and Schmidt, their friendship. Oh, they were but we've seen roommates. them before. We've seen them, in, we've seen them in college before. This isn't the first time we're seeing them. No. Wait, I'm sorry. I have to also intervene really quick that Mike sent his other friend, I guess, who's a survivor friend, the same text. And the guy wrote, yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) 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 Okay. No, we see. But like we haven't really seen. We knew they lived together in college, I think. But I don't know that we really saw like he's eating the raw ramen, which is better than prepared ramen. I agree with Big Schmidt. Um, And and is this uh, this is going to be a very stupid question. But is this the actor? Is this is this the Go actor ahead. in a fat suit in college? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it's an actor in the fat suit? I think it is, but I'm not sure. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yes. it's the actor in a fat suit. Okay. <laughs> he gained 400 pounds for the role. <laughs> Each season. Do you know Ryan Reynolds did that in uh, Just Friends? Akiva. That he wore a fat suit or he gained 50 pounds? Well, I, I'm he, in... No, 50, he gained like 300 pounds. 300 pounds, wow. Well, you know, a, a, a famous uh, actor, uh, Weight Gain, is a movie we've talked about on this podcast. Uh, Jonah Hill gained like a zillion pounds for War Dogs, which people made fun uh, of him I, for because R- it's Ryan like... Ryan Reynolds did not gain... You, I he understand. He's in a terrible but fat suit. Okay. You have to, you have to like, I, I get wearing, like, gaining a ton of weight to win an Oscar, but for War Dogs, people were making fun of him because it's like a mid-level like action movie. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Well, Even though why sports, did he a... need? I, I guess the act, the character needed to be a schlub. But like, he didn't need to do that at no, all I, for I the think, role. Like, I no, think that's it, what everyone said. I, he probably like, no, I got to do it, and everyone's like, it, the other one. It, it's like uh, when Rob McElhenney, you know, gains like fifty pounds for the season yeah, of Always Sunny. What, the funniest part of that is like he thought. All four of them, like him, Charlie Day, and, and the others, were all going to do it. And his wife was like, no, of course not. And his friends were like, absolutely <laughs> not. Is like, it's your show. You could do it. And he's like, all right. And he and he did it. Um, it's always like, I want to do this. It's always like the actor's idea. Nobody's ever like, may, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's like the one thing in Hollywood where nobody's ever like, hey, gain 60 pounds for the role and look like 
you know, not yourself. Yeah, but okay. When when like Matthew McConaughey does it in Dallas Buyers Club, right? He's playing someone like suffering from AIDS. Like that. Like there are sometimes I'm not I'm not pro it. I, I don't know enough to like have an opinion. But I'm just saying like there are certain times, or when you're like playing Dick Cheney and Vice, didn't that guy gain a lot of weight too? Like if you're playing someone who's like a known person or suffering from an illness or whatever that I at least can understand but like I cannot for the life of me understand why Jonah Hill had to be larger yeah. in no everyone's asked this Wardog. question it's, it's a fair yeah. question <laughs> okay well what a fun segue and yeah no th- there's criticism that we've addressed already on the pod and we'll continue to address it like fat schmidt played for like hysterical mm-hmm. laughs like even here like beat your stomach like do this like oh body slam like it's like why are we doing this but yeah i feel like it's like especially not good here and also the notion that he would just walk into someone's room and start eating their food as if i wasn't like terrified of every person on my freshman year floor like avoiding eye contact well i think it was his room but you're right that it isn't his food. I mean, he's like, who are you? <laughs> well, they're roommates. It's like how you get assigned okay, a roommate. Yeah. Like, I think that's the point. But yes, no, the point, the larger point stands, which is like, you wouldn't just start eating like, oh, I thought this was welcome ramen. <laughs> no, like I'll do that, you know, the three months into the semester, but not the first day. Um, I also love the line that that in March, Nick will have been living with Schmidt for 10 years. And I know this because he sent me an email asking how I want to spend her 10 anniversary. Akiva, <laughs> you and Mara have are long past your 10 anniversary. Did you give her anything, Tin? Um, I don't know most of the things. Like 15 was something maybe. I don't know. Like I've Googled it like twice in our 16 years of marriage. So I, I don't think Tin was one of them. What? Oh, you think you didn't acknowledge it, or you're saying you don't think this is correct? <laughs> Every year, by the way, is a thing. No, no, I know. I'm saying I've only checked twice is all I'm saying, and I don't think tin uh, is one of the ones I checked. Ten is tin or aluminum. Mm. Sixteen is coffee or tea. Seventeen is wine or spirits, so that's also going to probably pass you by for this next anniversary. I remember wine when I first like found out that this was a thing like on TV, and I was like, oh, this is like for, played for jokes and did not think people actually did it. Um, Akiva, what do you think I think of this? Um, well, of tin specifically or of like all no, the years? Of, of the whole system. I think you love shtick like this. I feel like you would eat this up. You you get me. I, I love it. <laughs> I would do this in a second. But are you giving or are you getting? Like, if I am married, I will do this. Like, I will give a paper gift. I will give a cotton gift. I don't necessarily need to receive it back, but you know. Mm-hmm presumably the person who tolerates me long enough to marry me would also be like, I guess I have to do this bullshit. But Mm -hmm. I think it's great too, because it sort of like gives you an idea. Like Akiva, you should like this, not because of the shtick, but because at least it gives you a guideline. Uh, Yeah, the guideline is good, but Mary is not into shtick. She's like more meat and potatoes. Like I just want jewelry or something. So I don't yeah, it's kind it of bullshit that you have to be married sixty years to get another diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that. that is the rule. You're never allowed to give a diamond until the <laughs> diamond anniversary. <laughs> Most people won't make it. You'll make that because you got married so young. God willing. You. I mean, I'm not going nice to make it. I think it's in a little. I'm not going to make it to sixty. <laughs> I'm into like sixty years of marriage. Are you crazy? Well, you're. You're. You've got what, like 40 more years, 45 more years mm-hmm. till you get there, and you're only like what, 37 seven now? Mm-hmm. You can make that. 
I don't it's know. My sleep apnea is pretty bad. I can't imagine that's happening. <laughs> Maybe you cut out the Coke Zero and you'll get to 60. Probably. That's what my wife says every day. <laughs> that's what you should have gotten for your aluminum anniversary. Uh, what? No more Coke Zero? She should have hit, hit me no, on the like head with an aluminum supply. bottle? No, no. She, oh, okay. she should have given you an aluminum <laughs> bottle, yes. The fa- those famous bottles that the Coke Zero comes in. I know some do. Don't at me. Don't send me like that stupid little aluminum bottle shape. All right. What are we doing? <laughs> um, all right. We got we uh, Jess like quickly makes this uh, emotional conversation between her and Nick smartly about herself and changes the topic to be about her and Cece. Uh, she mentions the butt drinking offhand. Nick notes that those are two of his four favorite things. Scally, producer Kelly wants to know. Uh, what are Nick's two other favorite things? Oh, it should have uh, come up. I should have definitely thought about this. Let's see. The problem is I haven't watched early New Girl in a while, so I don't want to accidentally spoil anything. Well, he've already completely spoiled, and I'll just bleep it out if. <laughs> um, No, I'm trying to think uh, Nick would like... Well, apparently turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and what? A, a Maybe linzer tarts? <laughs> yeah, linzer tarts, thing? exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's like two other sort of like uh, women-centric things that could potentially be the omitted items in addition to butt, but uh, I like Scally's better. Akiva, any thoughts? Um... I don't know. Okay. Let's talk instead <laughs> about Nadia because Jess goes back to see I love Nadia. To make right. Can you answer I knew a question you did. That's for me. why I wanted to go ahead. We're going to see more of Nadia, right? You tell me. I hope so. I love Nadia. Make me salad, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly how she says it, too. Perfect line. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we also get. Uh, so Cece's hung over and they go to just takes her to the modeling job. Uh, we get some, uh, I must said Asian anti-Semitism, but that's wrong. We get some like, uh, semi-racist or racist comments from Jess. Uh, they call me giggle bangs rice bowl. I'm a Japanese model. Um, okay, Jess. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. So is this the best product placement scene of all time producer kelly says has there ever been a more heavy-handed product placement on film since wayne's world scally uh did you feel like you maybe wanted to uh, buy a ford after this you know i have not looked into it yet i am uh potentially looking for a car Uh, i would say more overt product placement watch one episode of the biggest loser it's every three minutes but you didn't tell uh, me that should i ask for a should i get a parking space in, from my building <laughs> we shall see we shall see. It's, it's very much in the air but i'll let you know okay uh, we can talk later about it but <laughs> yeah no i like this i think it was uh you know it was very obvious but it didn't like detract from the episode in any way i have to say i've watched this a million times and this is the first time it registered what an incredible product placement it is that they have a reason to be reading facts about a car Mm-hmm. It, and and I will spoil Akiva generally that there is more product placement in New Girl and it's almost more overt in that it doesn't fit. Like this 
maybe I'm crazy, but this at least fits the episode. Yeah. It, it And like you understand that it's product placement, but at least like it fits well. It makes sense. I'm just so curious, and we'll never get an answer, I don't think. How much do you think this costs? Because it's like such a big product placement. You hear so much about the car. It's like a full commercial. Like it has to cost way more than a commercial did for the show. So is this a couple hundred thousand dollars at least? What do you think? Plus you're getting it in. You're, it's in the show forever. Like it's a permanent commercial within the show in syndication. Yeah, but we're sort of before, I guess Netflix exists, right? I But you're saying syndication. Syndication like, was big, like- you know, our whole lives. No, I understand. But I almost think that would be even more of a consideration. I mean, TV people let me know that it might be even more of a consideration now that because like people like mm-hmm. you're not buying DVD sets, but much more people like I feel like many more people watch sitcoms on a streaming service than would have bought a box set of DVDs. You know, like more eyeballs have to be on this in perpetuity, I would imagine. Yeah, countless. Than they could have expected <laughs> in 2012. For sure. I have no idea where to even ballpark that, but it had to be very expensive. Um, It also looked expensive, like, to have that set up, right? So, like, they're definitely paying for that, too. True, true, true. I don't know anything. Who cares? Uh, The most (laughs) heavy-handed product placement for me, and I never forgot this, is in the reboot of 90210. They're driving, and one character says to another, like, hey, can you get me a Dr. Pepper? And he's like, sure, I'll definitely get you a Dr. Pepper. And they open the glove compartment, uh, I'm sorry, the like center console, and it's just full of beautiful looking Dr. Peppers. And they crack one <laughs> open and they're like, ah, love this Dr. Pepper. I haven't rewatched it since whenever it aired, but so maybe I'm misremembering it, but like it was burned. So it was maybe the first product placement that wasn't like on a reality show, right? That wasn't like, oh, the Charmin Cafe. It was like in a sitcom that registered with me as product placement. So it's special to be in that way, you know? Uh, you always remember your first product placement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Kiwi, Nick comes in with honestly a pretty Jewish cookie, even not in a star shape, a black and white cookie. Uh, he says he broke off the pieces into a star. You're not getting that without a knife or taking bites. I almost wish he was like, I bit it into a Jewish star shape. Yeah, I, like I that didn't really like it was very funny. I was a little confused. Like, where did this come from? But it was very funny. All right. So they they work it out. Nick has this sort of emotional breakthrough. Cece and Jess also make up. You're so brave. That job was really hard. I was like, a lot of good physical comedy from Jeff. I think Jeff. I'm done. <laughs> Just go Zooey. <laughs> a lot of great physical comedy from Zooey. But maybe this episode starts better than it finishes. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, for sure. I think that's a fair. That's definitely fair. Yeah, it doesn't nail the yeah. ending. The show does often nail the endings. To be fair, a lot of comedies don't. And the show's pretty good at endings, but not. It's not a, an amazing ending. I agree. Once like the, mm-hmm. the the highlight of the show is like the stuff with the model. So once we're back in the apartment, it's it's not as strong. Yeah, the setup is stronger than the end. Like, they don't uh, close as well. But I feel like, you know, you get some emotional moments and, like, it's all worthwhile. It's just not, like, as consistently funny as the first half of the episode. Well, you got to be more specific then because what I'm doing feels a hell of a lot like closing. 
all right. <laughs> I, I mean, I I do love female friendships on New Girl. I love Justin Cece's friendship, and that was sort of my takeaway. I have this note in caps. I love female friendship in this. Like, I I do think Justin Cece's friendship is a nice thing throughout the show, and I like that this episode highlighted it. It's definitely Cece's biggest episode, I would say, or the most we see about her that has nothing to do with a guy. Right, this this episode mm-hmm. nails the Bechtel test, smashes yeah. it. Love Cece, so always excited to see that. Uh, I think that yeah, they do a, a, both a good job with female and male friendship in this episode for sure. Uh, outside of Winston, who uh, again, like he's there to mediate, but basically gets like nothing this episode. Sadly, yeah, he's back from. People are saying he was on the rise after last week, but almost nothing. Uh, Akiva, uh, mm-hmm. in the interest of. I haven't really asked you if things are going to keep coming back, so um, I'll take the biggest part of this episode and ask you, do we see Ford again? <laughs> Ford happy with this product placement? <laughs> or just generally, I guess I told you product placement. I guess. I mean, the fact you're asking makes me think, yes, I do think there'll be... Like, you're I'm about- asking because I haven't asked you in so long. <laughs> and, and I was like racking my brain for something from this episode, and it really doesn't... Like, oh, do we? does CC have another birthday? Like, is there <laughs> nothing to ask you? Right. Um... <laughs> Does Nick get a turtle? You guys are talking about that there's a lot of product placement on the show, and we haven't seen a ton yet, so I'm going to guess there is a lot more. I don't know if Ford specifically, but I, I think we're I didn't say a lot. I said there's at least a little bit more. Yeah, we well, we haven't seen a ton, so. I would I, I would not say there's a ton. Okay. Um. All right. Producer Kelly says, which friendship pair, Scott, you're talking about friendship, male and female, which friendship pair shines the most in this episode? Nick and Jess, Jess and Cece, Nick and Winston, Nick and Schmidt, or the Dark Horse candidate, Schmidt and Winston? Ooh. Um, I feel like the, the A storyline is the Cece and Jess, but I, because I can really slot myself into the both sides of the Nick and Schmidt. Uh, I feel like I maybe almost uh, re- relate with this storyline a little bit more. That's interesting. So so break that down more. You've been both the Nick and the Schmidt? Yeah, I, I think, well, like, obviously, like, everyone is kind of on a scale. Like, no one is <laughs> full Nick or full Schmidt. And so, like, I have friends who are very much like, uh, well, I texted you, like, the last one time. So where was my text? Like, okay, like, we don't need to break it down on that granular of a level. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm the Nick in this scenario. <laughs> like, <laughs> one whoever has something to say is going to text first. But, like, in general, I am more of the Schmidt, I would say. But I have b- definitely been on both sides of this coin. Okay, I agree with you that that uh, Justin CC is like the because it's also like something we haven't really gotten to see, whereas we've sort of seen this like weird dynamic with um when, uh, with Nick and Schmidt, um and same with Nick and Jess, right? Like this is sort of typical from what we've seen so far, Akiva, that they sort of like meet in the middle of the storylines to like help each other and then go back to their respective business. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Chester still blowing you up? No, no, no. I, I mean, he could blow himself. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not oh! a I mean, blow himself oh! off. I didn't say. I didn't say. It, but... oh! Oh, oh, oh! I will not be deleting that. Can you cut that? No. Okay. We just live in this episode up, people. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the MVP. It's definitely Akiva for the podcast, but um, 
a Matt Stewart says Schmidt he loves Nick is a good friend and a young Schmidt is great Kelly says if we're allowed to do an ensemble win again Allie did one in season one this might be the time the group scene at the end where all the friends are together is great but maybe Ty goes to Cece because she's the birthday girl finally gets her best friends respect for her career and is very funny hungover Scally who won the episode I almost feel pressure to give it to Cece just because she, like like we said, it's like her biggest episode. Um, uh, I think I might go that direction. I think Cece was really funny, uh, had like a solid A storyline, uh, probably getting some residual like Nadia love in there also. Big Keeve? I, I want to give the episode a win to Nadia. Is that crazy? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. do, you, do you do your thing? Right, I'm giving it to The Nadia. Wilmer Valderrama mix-up yeah. hit you that hard. I mean, I, I'm not even a Wilder Valderrama <laughs> fan. I don't even want to know Ali's opinion on Wilder Valderrama. I'm nervous. Well, is it. she... It's also, was the was the Romanian racism what got you? <laughs> uh, oh, I take it back. Thank you for painting me into a corner No, here. monkey, no. <laughs> oh, I just love monkey, that. Monkey, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, monkey! The Wilmer Valderrama, not as relevant today. Not more relevant. (laughs) Definitely the only one whose stock has fallen. But maybe the perfect celebrity that someone would just think some guy who, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't look like him at all Mm -hmm. would be. Like, you could claim to be Wilmer Valderrama. (laughs) So in that way, it holds up. Anything? Anything? No, I believe it. (laughs) All right, I agree with Scally that TC won. I think it's fine for you to say Nadia. Um, and there, here we are at the end of our episode. Uh, I've decided that it's very self-centered of me. Well, I actually could do Scally's plugs without looking because I am just tend to be up on what he's doing <laughs> and when he might be packing a bag and moving here. So um, I could do it, but I feel like it's too self-indulgent and I should have the guests as the host of the episode do uh, their own plugs. So Scally, I don't know if you've prepared your plugs because maybe you expected me to do them. But Yeah, I was really uh, relying on you, but I mean, I would <laughs> not have been offended. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I have uh, most recently probably guested on RHAP, the season rankings, got to talk about Survivor South Pacific with Rob and Beth. That was a lot of fun, like almost four hours. Nowhere near the uh, four hours and 40 minutes that you guys did, but <laughs> encroaching, I guess. We're Cochran buddies. Um, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Definitely buddies? Cochran buddies. Yay. <laughs> Um, I am two hours then, and eight minutes into my one next listen of that pod, and for two, I can only speak to the first two hours and ten minutes, but it is very fun. You should check it out. Oh, well, the same goes to the Caramoan pod and more, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh if you're already listening to the alley's challenge coverage over on rhap and you want even more uh challenge all stars is about to start so myself and matt are figuring out exactly how to cover that over on the dom and colin podcast uh if you want to check out for even more challenge coverage that should be fun um i see now i wish you had mine covered because what it was just twitter at brian underscore scally um actually i'll be talking about uh big brother canada on rhap i believe the thursday night episode i'll be talking about over there so people should check that out there you go keeve mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I'm my usual podcaster going on this week if Chester hasn't broken up with me. Um, and uh, that's about it. Oh, okay. Uh, doesn't even need to plug. Assumes that everybody. No, I mean I don't know. Too small of an audience. Not absolutely. It's just the opposite. It's like I don't know. I plug it every week. It, if I if I plug it every week, it's not special when I do plug it. You know. Okay, I don't take for granted. Uh, you know what? You we guys. had we had a special guest on Thirty Two Fans towards the end of the episode this week. Uh, one Yaffa Lasher was came on. We talked. Oh my locals. god! I was like, who? I forgot. It was me. <laughs> it was you. Uh, we did a worst the worst person in sports. That was fun. Worst person in sports bracket. Um, and uh, we'll try. Have get- a cameo if you're if you're coming for me. You're not going to be thrilled. Mm-hmm. I don't show up until the end. And if you're coming not for me, you also won't be thrilled because you'll be like, why is she here? No, everyone loves that you're here. I, that's, that's such a good spot. You making fun of the logos is so fun. Well, yeah, we made it. it we made it work because it, we ended up doing a couple logo matchups. Um, but I think it made no sense for me to be there until we did that. <laughs> all right. Cool. Good for you and, and everything. Um, all right. Thank you to our several five-star reviewers. You came back with a vengeance. We love you for it. Sunflowers, Ampersand Roses, 908. Pete Off Football Fan. Catherine, GOT Fan. Jean Summers and H Monkey Runs. Uh, thank you so much. You think that's about a monkey with diarrhea or a monkey running? Either way, uh, we appreciate the love. If you want to let us know how you're feeling about the podcast, uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. You can search for us. We're number two in old guy and we're very far down in new girl. Uh, so I, I imagine the ratings might help with that. Who cares? Um, you know where to find us. Uh, we will be back next week. I feel like I'm forgetting things, but but no, we've done it all. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about season two, episode six. Keeve, are you ready? To guess the name, you still um, with us. I am- you still got more to do. I'm yeah, no, no I'm, I'm okay. definitely with you. It's you called for a second. <laughs> it's called Halloween. Oh, is it's our second Halloween episode, right? Did we have a Halloween episode in the first season? Or is that just Christmas? We did, right? Now I cannot recall. <laughs> All right. You're the expert. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, Want to do a little... Uh, we'll hear from Allie from the editing room. I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, I mean... Allie from the editing room. This is the first. And I don't know you what, know what to gonna say. Happen? I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess a, a costume someone dresses up as, okay? Yeah. 2013. I'm going to... 2012. Gu- 20, uh, 2012 still. <laughs> Right, it's still fall. Uh, I'm going to guess that Schmidt dresses up as someone political. 2012. That's all I'm going to say. Wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, Did I hit it? I don't know. Well, can I tell you? No, no. We will tell me next week. I'll wait with bated breath. Scally, I don't know if you remembered this minutia of it, but you're. You. I'll say this. You're right, but for the wrong reasons. And maybe this has so been accepted into my brain. On the bachelor. Maybe this is maybe, maybe like it's I've I've heard this on the podcast and it was incepted into my brain. No, I don't think so. Okay. There's no reason it would have come up. So good for you. I will see if there's anything political on next week's New Girl Old Guy, except that I'm not supposed to be wrapping up the episode. I'm always bad at that. Scally, if you could take us out, please.
<laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of New Girl, Old Guy. Tune in next week to see whether or not Schmidt does wear a political costume, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, I'm Scally, Allie, and Akiva. Have a good week. My pet and my dog, my pet and my dog, my pet and my dog.